0: What's up y'all? Welcome to Relatable. My name is Ali Stuckey. This is a podcast by CRTV. If you don't already subscribe to CRTV.com, you definitely should because then you can watch this rather than just listen to it. This is episode 45, which means we've been doing this for kind of a long time now. It started out once a week and then you guys were listening so much and so passionately that I decided to give you a twice a week podcast. So thank you so much for listening and for following along. I get messages from you guys uh, every day with suggestions, with feedback, with uh, encouragement, and I just really, really appreciate your voice. I might not be able to answer every single message that I receive, but I try to read all of them and just know that it means a lot to me when you guys interact with me uh, online and care enough about this podcast that you take the time to give me your thoughts, whether they are positive or critical. I just want you to know that I really appreciate it. Uh, So today I want to talk about women and um, how women are perceived and also leveraged in the political sphere. Uh, obviously within this whole Kavanaugh drama that we've experienced for the past few weeks, women have really been at the forefront, uh, on the left, the mantra was believe women, this insane idea that we need to believe people based on their gender, based on their anatomy, rather than based on the truth and credibility. Um, and I've talked about in the past, that's been the trajectory of the Me Too movement, something that started out probably positive. And in some ways, at least I think so the idea of listen to her, let's hear this woman out. Let's hear this victim. Let's hear her story that I was on board with, but we went from listen to her to believe her. And that's what I'm not on board with because when you believe someone simply based on the fact that she's a woman, um, you are saying that facts are irrelevant, that credibility is irrelevant, um, and that truth and justice are irrelevant. And that's not the world that I want to live in. Unfortunately, that's what happens with the a lot of leftist trends. They start out with um, at least some noble intent, and then they swing so far in the other direction that they actually take away rights rather than give than give rights or. They actually end up being much less compassionate uh, than when they started. And that's exactly what has happened with this part of the Me Too movement. Um, Now, I still believe in hearing victims of sexual assault. I still believe that's a conversation that we should have um, in a very respectful and intellectual way. But this idea of kind of uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, or jumping wholesale into this idea of disbelieving men and believing women based on gender. I think is absolutely ridiculous it undermines our justice system which is you are innocent until you are proven guilty I don't think any of us really want to live in a world in which we are guilty until proven innocent because yes right now uh, we are condemning men without any proof whatsoever but who's to say that that couldn't happen for women as well i mean we already hear this idea propagated by the left that there is no difference really between men and women they want everyone to be the really their main goal or their underlying goal i should say is to make this uh Is to convince everyone that gender is a social construct and to convince everyone that gender is fluid. That's how they think they're going to make this egalitarian uh, society is if we are no longer separated uh, by gender, but everyone just views uh, each other as comrade rather than as a man or a woman that's how they think they're going to take down the patriarchy. Uh, that's how they think that they are going to accomplish egalitarianism. And so if that is the world that they are bringing us into, uh, where gender doesn't exist, where there's, they've convinced us that there are no real differences between men and women, um, then who's to say that they're not also going to uh, condemn women for things like sexual assault or other crimes without any proof whatsoever. If we're all just comrade, if there's no difference between men and women, uh, what's stopping them? them from eventually bringing false accusations against women that they don't agree with um and when i say they i mean the left because they are the tyrannical the tyrannical majority right now um i've called conservatives the silent majority majority in this in the sense of silent of the silent majority is really just a large group of people it doesn't necessarily mean 51 percent um but they are. So while we might be the silent or the quieter majority, they are the tyrannical majority. Um, and while we still control the White House and we control Congress, there is no doubt that the left controls technology. They control academia. They control entertainment. Uh, they control the media. All of our modes of information and communication are controlled by the left. So that is how they are able to execute their tyranny. And so you should be worried about living in this um, Orwellian world in which anyone, man or woman, is convicted of something without being proven proven guilty, Uh, that is how they are going to exact political revenge. Because remember, the left does not believe that if you are a conservative, you are just wrong or you are misinformed or just ignorant even. They believe that you are a bad person. And that is how they justify um, any means whatsoever to tear down not just your ideas, but you as a person. Because they've convinced themselves or they've been convinced that their political adversaries um, are are bad people and Nazis and of course, any any mode necessary to defeat a Nazi is justified. It doesn't matter if it's storming you at your own home, doxing you, uh, being as uncivil and as indecent as humanly possible is absolutely um, okay in their eyes because we are bad, terrible people and they see themselves as vigilantes as people on the right side of history, as the moral arbiters, and we don't, we don't meet their standards. And, uh, so they feel that they are justified in, in taking us down. Uh, that's why they are not worried about us being silenced. They're not worried about us being bullied. They're not worried about us being fired or even our lives being ruined. Like they tried to do with Brett Kavanaugh because they think that they are fighting against what they see as evil. That is such a dangerous way to think. Um, I think that liberals are absolutely wrong in nearly everything that they believe. I don't agree with their policies. I hate their ideas. And I do think that they are ignorant and misinformed, most of them. Um, But I don't think that they are evil. um, And I don't think that they are deliberately trying to I don't know. I don't think that their policies are deliberately wicked. Um, I just think that they are wrong. But at the end of the day, I, I do see them as a human being. I do see them as a fellow American. But it's very difficult when they don't see me the same way? How am I supposed to have a relationship or a friendship with someone across the aisle who thinks because I'm pro-life that I hate them, that I hate women? It's terrible Marxist propaganda that has infiltrated the left. And that's why we see fewer and fewer moderates on the left and greater and greater numbers of uh, far left progressives, um, there are many statistics that prove this, uh, including my favorite study, Partisanship in Politics by Pew Research, October 2017. Uh, there are more people on the far left than ever before. Uh, that is exactly why we, uh, all of a sudden are kind of soft or we, I say American, I mean Americans, but really it's just the left. They're soft towards socialism. Socialism used to be a bad word that not even people on the left or not very many people on the left really uh, talked about or especially highlighted in their campaign. But now it's this awesome, virtuous thing that should be commended. Um, just 20 years ago, even the Clinton said that they wanted abortion to be legal, safe and rare. Hillary Clinton said, and I mean rare, that's not the case anymore. They're celebrating abortion as a right, as um, a, a keystone in feminism, as something that is sacred for them. Uh, they used to be against illegal immigration. Even as recently as 2013, Chuck Schumer said that illegal illegal immigration is a problem. Barack Obama used to say that illegal immigration was a problem. Bill Clinton said that illegal immigration is a problem, that we need to know who's coming into our country. Do you hear that rhetoric at all from any single Democrat anymore? No, it's all about open borders. It's all about abolishing ICE. It's all about, oh, well, no one person is illegal. We should just be able to let anyone in who wants to be in no matter what. Um the same thing with welfare, welfare used to be seen as relief, and then it was seen as um, a supplement, and now it's seen as something that you are entitled to. So when people tell you as a conservative, this is what I tell people on college campuses, when people tell you as a conservative that you are the extreme one, that you are uh, the one who is far out there, that you can't be reasoned with. Uh, Know that that is a lie. That is a lie. It is not you that is extreme. It is not you that is out there. It is the left. The left has gotten decidedly more left um, since 1990, but especially in the past 10 years, it is not you that has changed. It is them. So, if anyone is extreme, it is the left. If anyone is uh, fascist in how they approach ideas and how they try to exact their ideas, uh, it is the left. Now, I'm not comparing them. I'm not saying that they are Nazis, that I'm not trying to equate them with Hitler. But I'm saying in their uh, how they actually try to implement their ideas and get people to agree with them is a very tyrannical, dictatorial way of of doing so. Um, I saw a tweet by Amy Siskant. I think that's how you say her name. She wrote this book, Comparing Trump to a Dictator. She said some really, really just crazy things on her Twitter. So maybe I shouldn't be taking this tweet seriously. But it had like 15,000 likes on it. So I just I wanted to respond because it's so ridiculous. So her tweet said women voters now 6333 D slash R. So Democrat slash Republican for midterms. She says, if you're a woman, stop and ask yourself what this era of Republicans offers you. Nothing. You are second class citizens in their minds. The ones they hide behind while all white men own the power and make decisions. Think about it. So I'm just I'm just baffled at how women have bought into this lie that not just the Republican Party, but just this class of white males is holding us back and holding us down in this country. Like, how can you, if especially if you are a successful woman, you have a job, you've been able to um, get multiple degrees or one degree or whatever it is, you've been able to advance in your career, how you can possibly look at your life and say, wow, I'm really held back. Wow, this is really unfair. The patriarchy is really oppressing me. How can you possibly think that? I mean, women, I think, I don't, I don't know statistics on this, but I see more women with side hustles who have been able to leverage uh, the power of social media way more than I've seen men be able to accomplish that. Now, when appearance is everything through Instagram, through YouTube, and that's how people make their money, women have a significant advantage. Um, and just in general, women are free to do whatever the heck they want to do. Uh, we are allowed to be at home. We're committed for that. We're allowed, to go out and be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, we can run for office, and we're not demeaned for any of those things. Men, however, if they don't have a successful job or they're not providing for their family, um, and they're at home, and the ma or the the woman is being. Uh, is completely making the only money, then men are demeaned for that. They are told that that's soft, that that's wrong, that they shouldn't be doing that. And I'm not saying that men shouldn't be the providers. You guys know that I believe that men should be providing and protecting for their families. And if moms want to work too, I think that there's a a way to do that in a way that's still healthy for the home. Um, but I'm saying men are actually put in these societal categories. Um, kind of in a more unfair way than I think women are. I mean, women can literally own the world and be whoever they want to be. That's not thanks to feminism, by the way. That's thanks to classical liberalism and egalitarianism. That is an idea that's really perpetuated by conservatives and not liberals. So this idea that Amy says that we are second-class citizens in Republicans' minds behind all white men, what what are you talking about, what are you talking about this is just not true it's just not reality she says think about it I am thinking about it I am a Republican I am a woman I have an awesome life like I've been able to do exactly what I want to do I was able to get into college to go to college to graduate from college with honors to uh, go into a job that yeah the first two jobs I didn't like but I got a job and was able to give me a platform for what I wanted to do now I was able to, take this risk of becoming an entrepreneur and trying to make it on my own, being a woman on the internet um, who is held to sometimes impossible standards. I've been able to do all of this. And I have not just, it's not that I've been held back by men. If anything, men throughout my career and in my life have been the ones to propel me forward. Um, (laughs) The people that have tried to hold me back in my career to tell me that I can't do what I'm doing, that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, who have started rumors about me that aren't true, who have tried to stab me in the back and ruin my success have not been men. It has been women who have done that. If there is any, um, if there is any obstacle to a woman's success, it is often other women. Jealousy, resentment, pettiness, insecurity, all of these things that women struggle with. That's what stops women from being successful, not men. I I can think of all of the people in my life, um, besides my mom, who has been a huge cheerleader and people in my family and, and my close friends who men and women have been very supportive of me. But within my career, the people who have helped me, who have pushed me forward, who have provided me with opportunities, who have guided me, given me advice, who have told me, Ali, you can do this. You have a unique voice. I believe in you. Let me connect you to this person. They have all been men. They've all been men. If there was really this uh, grand scheme of the patriarchy to hold women back, how does that how, how does that add up with my life and the lives of many other women in media and elsewhere that I know? I I haven't had one man in my life. Now there have been creepy guys who have said, Oh, I'm gonna help you be famous. And obviously those guys are avoided. There are women who do that as well. Um, but I accredit so much of where I am to men in my life who have been encouraging to me, who have been helpful to me, who have told me to be confident, who have provided me with a voice and a platform. Like if that's the patriarchy, I love it. Like thank God for the patriarchy because I wouldn't be where I am without those men helping me. So people like Amy, they live in an alternate universe that is not real. It's not real. They're watching too much Handmaid's Tale. Like they're listening to people like Kamala Harris and Dianne Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren and all these idiots in Hollywood that say, you're a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim. And they just start believing it rather than looking at their own life and saying, wow, I have it really good. Because here's the reality. There has never been a better time or a better place to be a woman than in 2018 in the United States of America. In fact, there's really never been a better place to be a woman. Yes, we can talk about before the 19th amendment. We can talk about the times where we actually didn't have equal rights to men. Even in that America has been the best country in the world for human rights. Um, even in, yes, of course, we've had uh, human atrocities, the way that we put the Japanese in internment camps, of course, slavery. But as I've said before, America is not defined by its sins and those are very real sins and injustices. We are defined by the pace at which and the way which we have been able to overcome them better than any other country in existence. We are only less than 250 years old and we have created a society in which Anyone can do anything that they set their mind to. But Democrats don't want you to believe that. They don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that you are disadvantaged as a woman. You are disadvantaged as a black person and you need them. Amy says, Think about what the Republican Party can offer you. Okay, we want to think about what the Republican Party can offer me. What have Democrats done for me as a woman? What have Democrats done for anyone? Can you tell me one accomplishment? that they've actually pushed forward for minorities, for the marginalized, for women. What have Democrats done for women, really? Because all I've seen them do is make women more discontent, more unhappy, chasing after the wrong things, redefining what it means to be a woman, and condemning things like being a housewife or a mom. I can't name a single thing that Democrats have done for women. Republicans. Now, I'm not saying Republicans are perfect. Again, like I said on Tuesday, they are still funding Planned Parenthood. They still haven't built the wall. By the way, I think both of those are women's issues because women's are women are, are humans and we care about those things. Um, so I'm not saying Republicans are perfect. But the difference between Republicans and Democrats is that Republicans don't say that they offer. Um, we're not offering something to a particular group like women or to minorities we are offering everyone lower taxes and freedom and border security all of the things that every family no matter the color no matter the gender of what you are should care about because it affects our everyday life and again republicans are not perfect in these things by any means but if you want to compare democrats and republicans republicans at least aren't telling you that you're a victim every day at least they're not denying reality like Democrats want you to think that America is against you, and nothing could be further from the truth. So I responded to this absolutely insane person named Amy Siskind um, on Twitter, and I just asked, I just, well, I said, I quote, tweeted her, and then I asked a few questions um, that I think that women should actually consider, rather than what has the Republican Party done for me, which is such an idiotic. It, it just, it doesn't make any sense, but. Number one question, women, do you really consider yourself a victim of systemic oppression? Do you really feel, women, that the patriarchy or sexism has held you back from being as successful as you could be? Think about that. Like, do you really? And, and if you do, if you really feel like the patriarchy or sexism has significantly held you back and the women that you know and it's if you really feel like that is why you're not successful and it's not your own failure or just hard times that you fell upon you really feel like it's the patriarchy can you point to how Can you point to a disadvantage that you have in your life because you are a woman in this country um, that's not based on, okay, you grew up poor or you're in debt, just like a lot of people who graduate from college are or uh, your own failure or your own incompetence or anything that you yourself are responsible for? Like what in your life is caused by sexism? I would like to know. Um, Number two even if your answer to one was yes, what have, and I've already asked this, but I'll ask it again, what have Democrats actually done to fix that? Like if you really truly, if you can come up with an example of how the patriarchy has held you back in America, what do you see Democrats doing to really combat that besides telling you lies about, uh, oh, Kavanaugh is going to bring women back to the kitchen? Like, what have Democrats done besides make you angry and bitter and resentful and held you back because you're too busy complaining about things uh, to actually be successful in your own life? What have Democrats done to fix this so-called elusive patriarchy? What have Democrats ever done that has helped women be happier and more successful? I I need to know the answer to that. Um, Number three, do you not find it ironically patronizing that these so-called feminists who promote female empowerment and strength are telling you that you have to vote for them or else you secretly hate women. See, here's the funny thing. They always blast, the feminists always blast the patriarchy for telling women what to think, telling women what to do for trying to control them. Um, That's exactly what feminists do. This is the matriarchy and the matriarchy is a lot more shrill. I'll tell you that. Uh, Number four, Little Miss Amy lady says the Republican Party has done nothing to or hasn't offered you anything as a woman. OK, well, th- there's a problem with this rhetoric in and of itself. What are you looking to be offered by a political party? W- what do you think a political party is supposed to offer you? Um, personally, I just want politicians to keep us safe, to keep my community safe or um enact policies that keep us safe, uh, that help me keep more of my money. And I want them to stay out of my life. That that's what I want. And I want the free market to take care of everything else. Like, of course I care for the least of these. Of course I care for people that can't, uh, afford healthcare coverage. Of course I care for the poor and the marginalized and the vulnerable. And I think I do a better job of taking care of those people than the government does. And it's a win-win because I get to um, I get to show charity and generosity for my fellow neighbor. They receive that generosity and we don't have to be controlled by bureaucrats who say you need us and you need to depend on us. Um, So, yeah, I I don't need to be offered anything except to protect life, liberty and my freedom to pursue happiness. That's all I want for my politicians and Democrats do none of that. They do none of that. They're ideological bullies. They don't care about your freedom. They want to give you stuff so you depend on them and so they can stay in power. That is the vicious cycle of the Democratic Party. Fifth question. Uh, Democrats. uh, Oh, maybe it's not a question. I think this was just a comment. So number five, point number five, Democrats depend on women. thinking with their feelings instead of with our heads. Um, They hope that we're going to be swayed by this rhetoric. Uh, If you hate misogyny and if you love women, you'll vote for us. Uh, And sadly, they've been really effective because, of course, I mean, people who aren't really thinking or maybe aren't very political are like, well, I don't want to hate women. Like, I don't want to be a part of the party of misogyny. So they've been really effective in that. But you shouldn't be fooled. Like, think for a second what are the things that you care about don't you care about the things that everyone else cares about don't you care about being able to raise your family in a safe community don't you care about keeping more money in your pocket don't you care about paying less in taxes and about jobs like nothing's more compassionate by the way than voting for the party who will actually create jobs rather than take them away that is compassionate um And then she, quote, tweeted me. She said, oh, your values are keeping women in cages or women, children in cages at the border and denying global warming, obviously misrepresenting my side. But that's how desperate they are. They have to misrepresent what conservatives stand for in order to be effective in their rhetoric at all. Um, That that is how unhinged they are completely unhinged. So my message for you, and I I encourage you to share this podcast, this particular episode with your liberal friends. They might totally agree with me. They probably are going to think that I'm some awful sexist bigot. That's that's fine. I mean, that's par for the course at this point. You and I, I guess, as women who are conservatives um, and as men who are conservatives, like we're in the minority. So that means that we're going to be bullied. That doesn't make us victims. That's just a reality. That means that we fight harder. Um, I encourage you to share this podcast with them. Just I want to see what they would say. I want to see what their comebacks are to to these things, Um, because here's here's my main thing that I want people to realize. And I want you as a, a woman, if you're a woman, realizing or listening to this, if you are a minority listening to this, um, you are not a victim. You're not like, if you're poor, you're poor. If you've been abused, you have been abused. And while maybe you were a victim at one time in your life or for a season of your life, maybe you went through child abuse, terrible, terrible, terrible trauma. Um, and because of that incident, you were a victim. That doesn't mean that you're a victim for life. That doesn't mean that you are unable to escape injustice. Um, That doesn't mean that there is systemic injustice in this country that is holding you back. That's the beautiful thing about America is that if you are willing to work hard, you can do anything you want to do. And people tell you that's not true. It is true. There's story after story of people coming from absolutely nothing, overcoming all kinds of obstacles and uh, becoming something great, That only happens here in America and the people who become something in other countries come to America in order to manifest their dreams. And anyone tells you, if anyone tells you that America is not the greatest country in the world for women, for minorities, for people of all in all kinds of marginalized groups, they are lying to you, specifically the Democrats. They are lying. Also, as a Christian, this idea that you are a victim because of your skin color, uh, because of your socioeconomic status, because of your gender, your sexual orientation, whatever it is, uh, it is not biblical. Like I had someone tell me once that intersectionality is a biblical concept. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nowhere in the Bible does God define people by their oppression or by their victimhood. Now he uh, is with the brokenhearted. He binds their wounds. He cares about the poor. He cares about the oppressed. He cares about the least of these. That is the charge that we have as Christians to take care of the least of these, to notice them. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he locks eyes with people that, uh, that society at that point thought was unclean or, um, should just be ignored. Yes. That is a beautiful part about Christianity. That's a central component of Christianity, but God still does not tell us that we should be defined by our oppression or by our victim status for the rest of our lives. That is, um, such a selfish view of the world. And it's a sad view of the world. And that's not a message of hope. That's a message of despair. The Bible in Romans says that we are more than conquerors in Christ, more than conquerors, and that we shouldn't be feeling bad for ourselves ever. That if we believe that God is in control, that he, uh, purposely destined us to live where we have lived, um, when we have lived here, that he has given us our skin tone, that he has given us our our sex and, and our gender, um, then there is no reason for us to scoff at him by saying, wow, it's really unfair that I was made this way. And wow, I have so much stacked against me. No, you are more than a conqueror in Christ. That's what he says. Now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't point out injustice and and we shouldn't help victims of course. Like I said, we are absolutely called to do those things. But defining people and identifying people by their victimhood doesn't help anyone and I actually think that it impedes the gospel because like I said, it is not a message of hope, it is a message of despair. Um <laughs> It's, it's really amazing. It's amazing how the left has been able to use this line of reasoning to win people over. And the reason is, is because you can be extremely intellectually lazy. It actually helps if you are intellectually lazy in order to be a liberal, because from the beginning of time, we have been tempted to blame people. I mean, that was uh, exactly what happened after the fall. Adam said, it was the woman you gave me. And Eve said, well, it was the serpent instead of taking responsibility. Like this was uh, one of the very first sins that was committed after disobedience to God was the the blame shifting. That's the immediate reaction when we uh, can't come to terms with the things that we could be responsible for. Uh, that, that, uh, That idea that we are victims of someone else literally goes back to the Garden of Eden. That is why Democrats are so successful. So, what are you supposed to do to combat that? You start thinking for yourself and you start taking responsibility. And look, I understand that things happen to all of us that we can't control. We can't control what kind of family we were born into. We can't control our socioeconomic status. We can't control our race. And there might be real obstacles you face because of those things. But the mentality that you have shouldn't be one of despair, especially as a Christian. And it shouldn't be one of, well, this is just really, this is really unjust that I, you know, that I was born in this town, that I was born in this kind of family, that I was born in this home, that I can't afford, uh, my parents can afford to send me to, this ivy league school in the same way that other people can that just means that yes you might have to work harder than the person next to you that in itself isn't unjust that's life like my parents always taught me growing up life isn't fair we say here in texas the fair comes once a year life isn't fair what liberals want is equality of outcome that's not what conservatives want we want equality of opportunity Um, That might mean that you get to a different outcome than the person who works harder than you or maybe who was born to a different family than you even or who um, is smarter than you, more talented than you. Uh, That's okay. That's life. Democrats think that if anything is difficult, the left thinks if anything is difficult, it is inherently unjust and that the government needs to right that wrong. And that is why that is why. We are coddling the next generation. That is why I don't use the word snowflake ever. But if you want to use that term, that is why we have a generation of sensitive so-called snowflakes, for lack of a better term, because we've been told that losing or competing and then not getting the same result as someone else is unjust. And the government needs to right that wrong. Um, That's sad. That's sad. That's not what America was built on. That's not what has made America the greatest country, the most compassionate country, the strongest country, the freest country that has ever existed on this earth. Um, So if you care about any of these things, if you wake up and realize, hey, you're not a victim and you don't want to be, you don't want to exist in a world that tells everyone that they are victims and that they need the government, then you should vote Republican in November. Again, Republicans aren't perfect, but they're a heck of a lot better than their counterparts on the left. I I refuse, like I said on Tuesday, I refuse to live in the world that the leftists and the socialists want for us. I refuse to live in that world. And even if I don't like what a Republican has to say, I'm not necessarily always voting for Republicans. I am voting against Democrats. Um, I will do whatever it takes to keep Democrats out of power because the direction that they're going and where they have come to now is absolutely insane and anti-American. It just is. Um, Okay. I said that I was going to get to questions today. I'm not going to, I will next time. There's a very interesting video that I want to play you guys on Tuesday, um, of an Episcopal church that had an atheist abortion provider come speak at their church. And it's completely like, it's insane. So I'm going to talk about that on Tuesday. Uh, for now, I hope that you guys have a great weekend and I will see you next week.